Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today we have with us Rashleen Kaur Arora who is working as senior specialist HR research and advisory at Gartner. Hi Rashleen, thank you for coming and joining us today. Hi Prajita, thank you so much for inviting me here. So just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners a bit about your career journey so far? Sure. Happy to share all my learnings and reflections. I did my undergrad from Delhi University and right after that I joined EY's People Advisory Services. Um, then I worked on our diverse HR analytics and dance leadership development engagements for a lot of leading industry clients. Um, most of my engagements were focused on leadership development, competency development, attrition reduction, succession planning, you know, each engagement coming with a different set of CEOs, EHR problem to solve. And I've worked with EY for about four years in HR consulting and then moved into HR research with Gartner now. Currently, as a senior specialist in HR research practice at Gartner, I work on producing, developing content focused on HR leaders and professionals on a lot of trending and emerging HR topics and CHRO mission critical priorities. It's a diverse range of topics from future work, employee experience, um, HR strategic management, HR tech, DEI, etc. So eventually, which helps HR leaders make decisions with confidence and also being part of a HR benchmark webinar that we do. So overall, it's been an exciting path for me. And I'm so glad to have opportunities come my way that were so aligned with my area of interest and I'm so passionate about. So it's been great so far. That's amazing. So since you've talked about your experience so far, and I'm sure like um, there are key values that you've inculcated in HR field itself. So what are the key values and HR must know for maintaining the integrity of employees in an organization? So here I feel like executives need to lead in an empathetic way currently while achieving their core responsibilities. There's been a fundamental shift, you know, post the pandemic, be it work-life fusion or a hybrid work arrangements. There's a very much focus on HR leaders building more human-to-human relationships. So rightly, I feel like there are three core responsibilities that or, or values that we need to focus on. That's authenticity, empathy, and adaptability. So being authentic and bringing your true self to work and a full self so it's moved beyond just role modeling a professional behavior, but rather creating a safe space for your employees. Mm-hmm. Um, then coming to empathy, you know, we need to focus on showing, showcasing genuine care and concern for our, for the employee well-being. And uh, employees do expect leaders to showcase very high emotional intelligence today. And lastly, adaptability that, that relates back to designing flexible and support work environment that fits your team's unique needs. So there's no one size that fits all approach today. So employees are demanding greater flexibility. And and as an HR, we need to embrace the work-life fusion that the pandemic has brought. Mm -hmm. So it's important for HR leaders to make employees feel more understood as an individual or leaders need to show greater adaptability. So to conclude to your question, I think authenticity, empathy, and adaptability Mm -hmm. have been the values today. 
I see. So um, there should be this connectivity between the employees and their superiors as well. That's very essential. And I agree. So you were a consultant previously and now you are an HR professional, which is very interesting in my opinion. So how do you adapt to a changing field and what difference did you witness in each role? So both of these experiences so far have been extremely exciting and insightful for me. With consulting, I got to work on such diverse client problems, always had key takeaways from each engagement I worked on. So HR consulting really focuses on solving a client's talent problem and challenges. And you don't want to focus on diagnosis and proposing the best way forward, but also implement it for your client. So you learn crucial skills while also deep diving technically into HR space. So like from solving ability or stakeholder management, innovative ways to approach a problem, are part of each engagement. And then moving to HR research now, which was a completely different area. So you know, like how the world is really changing and there are new advances, new challenges that come in every day. So in research, currently we focus on writing content for HR leaders and professions that will help them really make decisions with a lot of confidence. And both these are very different area of work under the HR umbrella. And uh, coming to your question on adapting to these changing fields, I think what has helped me a lot was one, my huge interest that lies in human capital. So the transition mm-hmm. becomes like an interesting challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, secondly, asking right questions. So it's important that you ask questions. It just helps, you know, you gain better clarity, understand the industry, understand the work culture of the organization you're working for. So it's very important to not shy away and ask right questions and ask more and more and more questions so that you understand. And during your transition, you gain better clarity, you know, with time. So, yeah. yeah, so it's actually true. Like a lot of the times we're so afraid to ask questions of, yeah. you know, wondering how the other party might react or might feel. True. So that's amazing way to learn and actually just focus on our growth. So this is one of the things I'm sure many of our listeners are very curious so how is the work culture like in Gartner? <laughs> so you've been working for a, yeah. quite a while now there. That's a, that's a good question. And um, let me tell you, I'm absolutely enjoying the work culture at Gartner and my experience so far. There are a lot of growth opportunities. Uh, and not just the best thing is it's not just in your functional department, but in case you want to explore beyond your the function that you're hired for, there's a lot of growth for internal opportunities. They, they focus a lot on goal setting and, of course, achieving. And I feel one very important factor is the people are not only smart, but they're very, very humble. So like we talk about empathy, you know, like it's it's actually you, you see that happening in the organization. So it's been a very great experience so far. That's amazing. So um, what would you advise all the freshers in the workforce on how to plan their careers, like for this year at least? <laughs> That's such an interesting question. Um, I think it's, it's very important to understand how you navigate in this world of work and position yourself as a leader. And I, I would like to share a few pointers that I personally am mindful of as well. And it's, it's a good time to plan. We're, we're in Feb. I know slightly a month above the year has started, but still not too late. So a couple of pointers I, I'd recommend the listeners is first review your performance appraisals. Uh, you don't, you know, you need to know what your baseline is to determine where you need to go. You don't want to develop your 2023 goals just for fun, right? I mean, hoping some magic would happen. Yeah. So you need to understand where you are so you can build proper goals to where you would like to be. Second point is think through what you want to accomplish in 2023. You know, is it is it the year that is the time for a promotion? Or think about, is this the year you want to focus on networking or cultivating your relationships? Is this the year you want to get, you know, get onto that high value project or get on some learning certification? So basically, determine what needs to happen this year for you. 
Mm-hmm. And it's important to remember that your career is your responsibility, and that yeah. you know breaks down to creating the right goals and milestones is also your responsibility. Mm-hmm. So it's it's important that you determine what you want to do. Then third is I recommend think about the professional relationships. So here, you know, three key relations that you know you should focus on is a your peers, people you work with every day, you collaborate on with projects, mm-hmm. uh, could be department within your department or cross functional. Then B is your coach or a manager, someone you work with. every day someone who is coaching you on a skill helping you create a behavior change at work and importantly in a safe environment mm-hmm. and third is your mentors so people you know who have been there done that who are your support system when you need them to be mm-hmm. and not someone you engage every day like a coach so three key relations you really need to cultivate and focus on the fourth one i recommend is build your quarterly milestones so yeah. you need to mind what you need to be working on each quarter of the year okay. so write down clear milestones so that you know you are on track you have to really build yourself accountable to get where you want to be All so right. it can give an example it can be anything like participating in a workplace program or a part doing a particular training or as simple as you know your, your quarter is to schedule your quarterly goal is to schedule meetings with your mentor so it can be anything but clearly call out your quarterly milestones mm-hmm. and then this is you know track each quarter your wins so you need to showcase your experiences the value and the impact you brought to the organization so that you can position yourself accordingly and last is not a i recommend is not a traditional one but i think the pandemic really taught us it is critical to prioritize our physical and mental well-being absolutely i actually realized long back i think is to mm-hmm. create a wellness routine throughout the year you may go through phases of really high work pressure timelines mm-hmm. or there might be it's like a lighter work pressure so but you need to integrate wellness into your routine so that you don't end up burning out yourself often and it can be anything like a workout routine or a mindful eating habit or reading habit going for therapy if you feel you need to or it can be like a pottery class or a cooking class or a baking class literally anything that helps you prioritize your mental well-being mm-hmm. so yeah i think a couple of these pointers that i'd like to recommend and i hope this helps Absolutely. In fact, I just love the f- fact that you said we should have the clarity and the yeah. fact that the quarterly goals are actually a very effective way. In my yeah. opinion, sometimes uh, when you set long-term goals, they don't just work out. It just phases yeah. away. So instead having the short term goals and achieving it right. would be absolutely great and having the leisurely activities just to inculcate this balance in our life is Yeah, absolutely agreed. So, any last key pointers you'd like to suggest to our aspiring youths? Sure, I I would just like to say two things here. One is be intentional. Mm-hmm. If you're not intentional, you will struggle with goal achievement. Like you know, all these pointers that I mentioned, or you might be thinking about goal setting, you will struggle with goal achievement each quarter if you're not intentional. Mm-hmm. And lastly, always be a continuous learner. Always have a learning and a growth mindset. Um, that will really, I think, this is all I'd I'd like to suggest. That's it. <laughs> All right that's an amazing advice thank you for sharing all the lovely experiences so this brings us to the end of the podcast thank you rashleen it was lovely hosting you today thank you so much